0: All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Under the Stained Glass, the podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church last week and approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church in Burbank, and I'm here with our family and children's director, Ms. Whitney.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: So last week we began to talk about just how important it is that we really center ourselves In the moment. In other words, instead of living too much in the past or in a lot of regret about what's gone on before or in a lot of fear about what's coming up in the future, that the Holy Spirit is really with us right now in this moment and in his grace is ready to lead us into the future that God has prepared for us if we're ready to move along with him. So we were looking at, in the context of that, looking at Luke chapter nine and this really cool story that begins in, in verse 57, where three different men, approach Jesus, and they really show an interest in wanting to follow Jesus, but each one has a really prudent and good reason why they shouldn't do that uh, right now. They really want to do it, but just not right this second, right. and it's just one of those cool stories that uh, that just talks about how that that's the way we do it sometimes in our lives, right, Whitney? It's kind of like
1: yeah, there's a lot of times where we think we might be ready to follow Jesus, and something comes up and gets in the way, or mm. or Jesus sees something in us and says, ah, you're not quite ready for what I have for you yet, so hold yeah. on just a bit pulls us back just a little bit in that time.
0: Yeah, which is really what happens in the very first uh, example here in verse 57 and 58, someone comes up to Jesus and says, "I'll follow you wherever you go." It sounds like he really is ready to to move ahead. Yeah. But it's funny Jesus actually sees something in him that is not uh, up to the task. Right. And actually dissuades him. I don't know if if you guys have your Bibles, Uh, He says, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. In other words, this is not going to be easy, and sometimes that's the way it is with us too, for sure.
1: Right, right, and as you said when we were discussing this, that this is a little bit later in Jesus's ministry, so Jesus understands the things that he's about to go through. He understands Mm -hmm. how hard this might be, and he sees Further forward than this man really sees, so he's seeing things that this man can't possibly see that could be happening soon, and could include this man if he does follow Jesus wherever he goes. And so Jesus really, although it sounds like he's dissuading him and saying, "No, I don't want you to follow me." <laughs> not you. Not you. Don't want you. <laughs> not not you. But uh, but really, here maybe he's seen something. Or we could speculate that perhaps he's seen something in this man that just can't, is not up for this at that moment, yeah. and it might be merciful that Jesus, you know, dissuades him from this moment of following Jesus into this hard time, that Jesus is going to walk through soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, then Luke says in um, verse 51, same chapter, he says as the time approached for him for Jesus to be taken up to heaven. Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem, and that's kind of a famous verse. In a lot of translations, it says, Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem. So at this particular point in his ministry, he he knows what's coming, and he is moving towards that with all dispatch. And yeah, anybody who comes along at this point needs to understand what they're what they're in for so I think you're right I think Jesus is looking at this person and in his compassion and his grace Mm -hmm. is saying I know that you've that you have this desire to come with me right now but maybe you need to think it through just what it is that that I'm going to be asking you to do in most people's Bibles this whole section is called the cost of following Jesus the Mm -hmm. cost you know yeah
1: and it really uh, in this this moment, Jesus doesn't have the time to to work on somebody's faith. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be following him, like his disciples are following him, you have to be pretty sure about who he is. He doesn't really have this time to convince you anymore. He's taken these uh-huh. three years to convince you know, Israel as a whole of who he is. Yeah. And and at this point, he just doesn't have that time and he in his compassion for this man, he's saying, "I want you to be able to see who I am." But maybe not at that close range. Maybe yeah. maybe from a little bit further back. And and maybe he came later. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Oh, I think that's a really good point about this whole passage. We don't really know what happens with each of these 3 people. In fact, let's just move ahead a little bit. Right after this, Jesus actually reaches out to a man and says to him, says, follow me, pretty much the way he did with his first disciple. Right. And that man has a really prudent reason why not to do it, to put it off. Yeah. And then there's a third man who comes and says, I will follow you. And he has a reason too for not. Just to back up a little bit, when you were talking about Jesus' compassion here towards this man, it made me think that with our kids even, that throughout our entire walk of faith, yeah, we're going to have those moments where we go up and we go down In in our faith, right. or even in what we are willing to do right. for, for Jesus or for the church or whatever those things sure. are. But the extent to which we let our kids know that, mm-hmm. I think we have to really think about like how much do we want to let our kids in on when we're doubting, right. when we are having issues or when we are in conflict at a church or in our family of faith how much do we want to do that because we won't want to damage the nascent faith or the, mm-hmm. the beginning of the burgeoning faith of sure. our kids. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. You don't want to to push your children away and dissuade them from Jesus mm-hmm. by, because you're questioning or because you're doubting in some way. But you also want them to know that it's okay to doubt or to question. And it's normal in our faith to have those ups and downs. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able to share with them without swaying them away completely from their faith and that there's, there's a balance there that is necessary. But I think it's also necessary to model that because I think that when you're going through faith, especially at a young age, when you haven't had a ton of experience with your own faith, that when you have those ups and downs, it might feel catastrophic. It might feel like maybe I don't have faith at all, but when the reality comes around to it, you do, you know, we, we all know that we've, we've all experienced that. But for a young person, it's so crucial for them to see that in others so that they know that it's natural, that it's normal, that that is, that is just how faith really works in us. And, you know, we can grow out of that. We don't have to leave our faith. We don't have to abandon Jesus, but we can grow through that. So when we model that, it's really helping them to do
0: that. So when Jesus says, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but The Son of Man has no place to lay his head. In other words, faith is not an easy uh, road all the time. Yeah. Um, That's actually a good thing to be communicating to our kids.
1: Oh, it's great, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important for our kids to know that because I think if they get the fallacy that faith is really easy or everything's going to come easy once you, once you believe in Jesus and once you follow him, oh, yeah. I think you get the reality really fast. And if you don't, if you don't understand that truth, that it yeah. is hard, that things come up that are just going to really challenge you and maybe bring you down sometimes that that can just be so, so crushing to a young believer.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a real issue. Unrealistic expectations yeah. in the church.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At any age.
0: (laughs) At any age, yeah. So with kids, I mean, they will have moments where they feel that it's difficult Mm -hmm. to be a church kid. Right. To be in a family that is following Jesus. So, you know, how do we help them to understand that it is going to be difficult, but it's okay to move ahead to pay that cost, I guess. And what are some of the costs that kids have to pay. Right. (laughs) To be church kids.
1: Yeah. That's a big question, isn't it? What is the cost of being a church kid? Uh, That's a big one. Yeah. We need to be modeling that. Like you said, modeling those ups and downs, but also modeling that sacrifice Mm -hmm. because there is an inherent sacrifice that comes with following Jesus. You know, we hear about it's easier to go down that road that everybody goes on. So you really have to sacrifice something. You really have to get down. You really have to be on that narrow road that'll take you to Jesus. So modeling that for your kids. Being able to help them to understand that we do sacrifice in our day-to-day lives for Jesus. We make that conscious choice, but then also identifying those places where, you know, kids will feel it the most when friends don't want to be around them because it's a difficult choice when you have to stand up and say, no, I don't believe in that because of my faith in Jesus or spending time at church rather than going and spending time with your friends on a, you know, a Sunday afternoon or something, Sunday morning, that's really difficult for kids. That's the times when they're really challenged yeah. where we might not be so much as adults because we we have more freedom in understanding that, you know, it's not necessarily what people think of us that really matters, but it's, it's what we do. And kids, mm. they have less experience in that, so it's more difficult for them to understand. But those are things that they really play into their challenges and their trials and their sacrifices. Is for Jesus.
0: Yeah, that's why um, Ms. Whitney and I were speaking before we got on today uh, just about how maybe it's not a great idea to take your kids and just drop them off at church and yeah. then you go home and <laughs> the parents go home and turn on the TV right. or, you know, enjoy that time without the kids. Yeah it pretty much sends the message that you're going to pay this cost to get your religious education. Yeah. I'm putting my air quotes up, but we're not going to pay that cost. Right. And that, that is not a way to create a good foundation of a relationship with Jesus. It's really a way to create a lot of resentment.
1: Right. Parents come in and spend an hour yeah. with us as well. You know, show your kids that it's not so terrible to go into church Yeah, because that's really modeling the opposite when you when you dump them off on the church doorstep and you say, I'll be back when church is over. Yeah. That's showing them that maybe you don't want to give that up. You don't want to sacrifice that hour or maybe, maybe you know, it's a sacrifice to spend an hour with them, you know, that, yeah. that you're just not willing to, to do. But but they must sacrifice that as well. And that's not going to be lasting for kids when they don't see you modeling that same behavior, when they don't see that importance as, as for an adult to do that same thing.
0: Yeah, sure. Because I mean, just in what you just said, you use the word sacrifice, I mean, three times. Yeah. And that's the, what we want them to take away right. from their relationship with Jesus is that it's all sacrifice. Right. That's not great. And no. that is the kind of message we send. Right. I mean, in each one of these examples, as you read through 57 through 62, each one of these people that has this desire to follow Jesus, and you expect or assume that the reason they want to follow is they've seen something there that's really attractive, right. and they they want to go. They say, you know, let me, let me let me you know, let me come with you. But then, as soon as Jesus says yes, or as soon as Jesus says follow me. They all have a reason not to do it right then, and I mean, we as parents can do that all the time. Yeah, you have a reason why. No, we're not going to go tonight. Or, no, we're not going right. to we're not going to go to church this Sunday because, and that just sends a very difficult message.
1: Right, and you yeah. can, you have to assume that all of these men they have true faith in Jesus in this in this passage that mm-hmm. we're we're looking at today. They seem to. They they seem to have true faith in Jesus. We we can't assume otherwise from what we're reading, but it's those comforts that we all have that that can get in the way of that. And when, yeah. when we choose comfort maybe or mm-hmm. our own sort of plan, then Jesus. It's not that Jesus is necessarily uncomfortable or that it you know it's a, it's a terrible thing to have to give up for Jesus. It's not that at all. But if we choose those comforts over Jesus, that's where the problem lies, because we're not showing that Jesus is as important as those comforts that we have and those things that that weigh on our minds. And certainly, you know, these men in this passage, the ones that had good reasons to stay behind for a while, they had good reasons. They were not anything really that lofty. But it's the comforts, it's the things that we prioritize in our lives and that we teach our kids to prioritize in their lives. And really, when we take those little steps to say, yes, we're going to go to church on Sunday morning instead of sleeping in or sitting on the couch. When we take those little steps, that really does a lot for our kids' understanding of the importance of... Those choices that they make in their lives to follow Jesus, and the importance that it weighs on our own faith in our own lives, and and they get to see our faith working out as well as when they're you know working out their own faith right beside us.
0: Yeah. Well, before we close, let's just take a look at the last two quickly. In the second one where Jesus actually reaches out to the man and says, come and follow me. Mm-hmm. He says, first, let me go bury my father, which most of the commentators think that he, his dad hadn't just died. Right. Or else he would actually be doing what needed to be done to take care of that. Be a little bit busy. Yeah, but we, yeah exactly. But then what he's really saying is when his family obligation, when his obligations to his parents are through, then I will be clear, you know, right. to follow you, Jesus. And then the third man says, I'll follow you, Lord. But he says, but first, let me just go say goodbye to my family. Yeah. And we've talked so many times on this podcast about how family and even obligations to parents mm-hmm. is the cornerstone. I mean, the family is the institution that yeah. God created for. First, as yeah. the foundation for everything. Right. Yet Jesus is saying here, however,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: have to come even above that. Yeah. If yeah. you're really going to follow me. He says, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Right. There should be nothing. That if we're excited about following Jesus and the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit has got a hold of us, it's not a time to be looking back. Right. Right. It's time to go forward and to have confidence that all these other things will fall into place. That's a promise, too, of Jesus, isn't it?
1: Right. If we keep looking to God, God is going to take those things that we are worried about or that we are focusing on. Then if we turn our faces to God, he's going to take care of those things. He's not going to leave anything to go to waste. Right. He's not going to leave anything to go into turmoil because we're following him. And if we can trust that, we can have more confidence in that. He's not saying, you know, leave your families because I don't care about right, them or, right. or anything like that. He certainly does. But that he has it all taken care of, that he understands the needs. there probably better than we do, certainly. Yeah. That And that he will take care of all of that if we just turn our eyes to him.
0: Well, as we know, I mean, the reason we do this is because, and the reason we do ministry is because we do believe that following Jesus is the best thing to do for ourselves and for our families. Yes. Well, we just want to thank you for being here and for caring about your family. And just want to encourage you wherever you are, get yourself and your children to church this week. Mm -hmm. If you happen to be in Burbank, come visit us at church here at Magnolia Park. And yeah, we will uh, we'll catch you next time on Under the Stained Glass.
1: Bye.